0: Hey, everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, thanks to everybody who's been listening to the podcast lately. I, once again, I've noticed it's been taking up, and thanks to everybody who listened to my Uzaki Wants to Hang Out episode, which, if you haven't, it's the previous episode in the feed. Of, on whatever you're using to listen to me right now. Sorry, brain skip. Um, But I wanted to talk about something... about a studio today, and about a thing a studio does that I really like that's responsible for one of my favorite shows of all times, um, El Reca 7. And and the studio in question is Bones, and the reason why I want to talk about it a Wreck of Seven and Bones is not just because I love that show and that studio made that show, but because I think they've take they've gone a kind of they've gone and kind of returned to form, and that's because I, as lots of people have, saw the um, first episode of Skate Infinity, or is that. I don't know if that's the exact title, um, Skate, I think it's Skate Infinity, um, Skate, Skate the Infinity, I'm sorry, I screwed up my bad Japanese English titling, um, and, (laughs) hilariously, it's SK8, but lots of places have SK the Infinity symbol, which is just, just, just a, just a, just thing of the grammatical nightmare, and I love it um but Skate the infinity, like I said, represents a return to form for studio bones, and what I mean by that is if you watched um Eureka 7, Seven,ka Seven was had a fictional kind of like extreme sport in it called um lifting um or ref boarding. And lifting and ref boring is basically a one-to-one matchup with surfing, and I forget what episode of Eureka Seven does this, but there's an opening sequence for Eureka Seven that just wants th- that wants to make it plain and clear for anybody who hasn't figured it out yet, and there's this. So, before I get this, have have you ever seen the movie Blue Crush? <laughs> Which I know it's, like, so out of the left fucking field. But one of the things that Blue Crush, and there's also a, a, um, a Keanu Reeves spy movie called, like, Deep Blue or something, gets really right, is there is a culture around... Especially the, extre- the extreme sports that require weather or, like, weather circumstances to be just right. Um, this, is true of, this is true of the three extreme sports that are kind of all related to each other and all branch off from each other. So, if you don't know anything about skateboarding, surfing, and snowboarding, welcome to Alex's Educational Corner. This will only take a few seconds, but bear with me. Basically, snowboarding was conceived as a thing for surfers to do in the winter when it was too cold out to go into the water. You would die if you went into the water. And then skateboarding was conceived as a thing for snowboarders to do and and surfers to do when there wasn't any, like, open body of water that had waves around. And... In modern times, those three sports have kind of been sectioned off and split off from each other, and are way less connected than they were. But the, the origins are still there, and the re- and I'll get to why I'm explaining this in a second. But for now, I want to go back to um the this. Fancy opening for um an episode of *Eureka Seven, which I think my my soul wants to say it's eighteen, but I'm probably super fucking wrong about that, but there's an episode of eureka Seven that starts specifically with the entire cast actually you you don't they don't confirm that's the entire cast they do a very like like Dutch camera angles, nobody's faces is in the shot kind of thing, but you it's like you see Holland. You see Tahoe. You see. You see them fucking all. You just don't see their faces, which <laughs> why I feel like it's episode eighteen because that's far enough into the show. Is, like if it was your first time watching the show, you'd be like, "Oh, that totally wrenching. But they take all these. They take all these people who like their big through line is they're all ref boarders and they all have their own board and they just make them surfers and they have this like, moment on a beach, early in the morning, when all these, when, like, this family of surfers, this, like, ragtag group of surfers all go out to catch their own wave, to to catch the first wave of the morning, and that's a really specific thing, and it, it hooks into a thing that is true about surfing, and oftentimes, people who surf are good at multiple other sports involving water, like swimming, I, some of them even fish kind of thing. It, people who are real surfers are like, they live for the water. Um, there's a movie called Soul Surfer that really demonstrates this really well. Um, Blue Crush also does. I'm sure Deep Blue, that Keanu Reeves surfing spy movie, also does. Um, but it's this really, like, kumbaya laid-back, seriously laid-back lifestyle, because all you really care about is the next wave. Um, it's, if you've ever seen that movie uh, Ride Your Wave, it's the, that's the least realistic thing about it, although that's a really modern, like, it, surfing in that way is a really modern depiction of what experiencing surfing could be like. But oftentimes, if you're really into surfing, you you kind of fall into a certain lifestyle, and like you've got like wave reports on your wait on your radio first thing in the morning, kind of thing. You you listen for like, oh, now it's high tide here, let's go, kind of thing. But the other thing that El Rekha 7 did really well and what skate is already doing amazingly is it El Rekha 7 gets got the spirit of surfer culture, of surfer counterculture, of like laid back man revolution kind of thing. And it took all these bits and pieces from that culture and like blended them into something that gives you that same feeling. That's what the music in Areca is about. That's what, like, the, that's what the, like, um, rebel print zine in Eureka was about. It was all to add this, um, feeling of, like, ragtag surfer versus the man. And if you've, Looked at surfers like, um, uh, 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 ref boarders like Charles and Ray Beams in that show. They represent a, like, older gen, have been professionalized, but now don't give a shit so much, but they still have professional contact surfers. Um, the military in that thing really feels, in Eureka 7, really feels like the professional... X-Games-esque world of surfing. (laughs) Um, Which, if you want to know more about that kind of insane shit, you can watch that HBO show Ballers. The, like, later parts of that show get into, like, X-Game-level sports and they're starting to represent, like, surfers and skateboarders and shit. And it's fucking wild. Um, But my point is is that Bones did an... Amazing job at researching <clears throat> the world of a specific sport and then translating that into a fantasy version. And that's why they call them, um, that's why they call, uh, liftboarding, they call them trap bar waves. And they say, like, listening to the trap bars. The trap bars are just, trap bars are just fancy spirit sky ocean. That's all it is. And if you look if you watch that show, you notice they treat the trap ours like you would treat an ocean both visually and in their behavior towards them and it it's kind of stunning if you know anything about surfing or if you've ever surfed in any way shape, or form, and by the way, the reason why I'm so why I relate to that show so much is because I'm not a super experienced windsurfer, but I know what I'm fucking doing. I'm I'm not gonna go do the insane flips on a wave, but like when I tell you I can balance on a board and I can tack across a I can tack across a body of water on a windsurfing board, that's a real thing. I'm not kidding. Um. But the – so I have a, like, level of love for that – for, like, surfing as a sport and, like, that whole um, extended universe, so to speak. And that includes, like, I'm fairly interested in snowboarding, even though I'm fairly certain I cannot snowboard. (laughs) I'm very – I'm always very interested in skateboarding. Like, I – Can't tell you how many times during the pandemic, even though I now live on a fucking mountain, it would be a bad idea. I've come this close to buying an electric skateboard because I'm like, man, if I didn't have to worry about making it go about like it going by itself, I could I could get in some fucking skateboarding, except I know I'm going to fucking shoot myself off the side of a mountain. (laughs) But that brings me to Skate the Infinity, their latest 2021 came out literally on the tenth of this month, and like I said, it's a return to form. They already in the first episode know exactly what they're doing, and they're already they already in the first episode of like this kid is from Canada. He's an experienced, very experienced apparently, snowboarder. He he fucking gets it, and. You see him translate snowboarding into skateboarding, and you see in that moment where, you know, like, somebody like Sean White, if he hung out in California for long enough, would be like, give me that fucking skateboard, let's go find an empty pool. Because all of it is related. And I... Now, they are obviously adding, like, more shounen-y elements with, like, there's got to be a clearer, higher elite. It, Skate the Infinity feels to me like... And I don't want to focus on the show itself. I just want to describe it. So, if you're like, what is this thing? I like Eureka, but what is this thing? Skate Infinity is, like, you took one part air gear and one part's Elreka and, like... Slightly blended them and like on top of a skateboard. <laughs> it's just what it is. It's kind of amazing, and also the reason why I say air geared because uh, they've got a really strong hip hop soundtrack. They've got the they've got a style that feels like a modern skate skater kid style. It doesn't feel like a skater kid style from like. Even ten years ago. It feels informed by that, but not... um, And I'm going to talk about this show when it's over, obviously. But it's not invented out of nowhere, if that makes any sense. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Studio Bones and this show in the context of Studio Bones and in the context of Eureka... Is because I don't think this is a thing that everybody can do. You know, and there are tons of anime that need a heavy reliance on, you know, sports knowledge, all this other stuff, to do what they do. But if you look at something like Kuroko's No Basketball, um, which is apparently newly on Netflix, which is wild, um, it it requires knowledge of basketball, but it also is just like... But yo, what if Dragon Ball Z characters played fucking basketball? What if one of the opponents was just a JoJo character who's real tall? <laughs> um, and like they all have these like ridiculous nicknames and stuff, and it, it it abstracts the feeling you get when you watch when you watch it as a sport of basketball. This is, this kind of stuff is more, something like Skate the Infinity or something like what Bones tends to do when they want to use a sport or a pre-existing thing is, um, at least for the first series, you know, Eureka 7 AO is just, Eureka 7 AO is insane. I, I have a place for it in my heart, but not a strong one. Um, But... It's it's really difficult to do that and to nail the look and feel of... And to nail not only the look and feel of a sport, but to nail the spirit of a sport. And uh, what I mean by the spirit is nail the, like, feeling that you get when you are actually immersed in some kind of, like, hobby or, like new hobby or something so perfect example i for a small small very banishing small period of time and i want to assure you i sucked at it played um that nintendo game arms i played that competitively because it seemed like a fun idea i was good enough to play at a competitive level believe me i was and it was it was, like, a cool thing to do. It a way to go meet people and, like, hang out and play video games in public for a while. It was fun. Granted, that tournament will not have survived COVID. It is possible that that lovely gaming cafe um, will not have survived COVID, which sucks. But um, the there was, like, a feeling of community and, like, we all showed up at the same place to kick each other's ass at this video game. And we all spoke in these like hyper-specific terms of like, I'm, I forget the name of the black guy who I always fought, who if he's listening to this or hears this will be like, ah, you're the one I beat with, mechan- you're the Mechanica player I always beat. And he would always eliminate the level that had any kind of height advantage because I always had a height advantage with the character I was playing that could, like, jump and hover in the air. And that... That feeling that I just gave you, that, like, explanation of that, was so intuitive, and, like, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't want me being higher than you ever, do you? That's why you get rid of Mechanica's stage immediately. (laughs) He's like, yeah... Yeah, that's true. It's also why I get rid of, um, there was another stage he always got rid of because it had an uneven playing field. And now, granted, I always landed my special move on that dude. <laughs> I never beat him, but I landed the special move in a way that, like, he was like, oh, oh, no. Thank God Alex isn't good. He'd be trouble. And the, um, the guy, um, forget the guy's name. Um, but the North American champion of that game would come and he would usually win the 50 bucks because he's the North American champion, but he would come and hang out and like, you know, congratulate us or say good job, even though you didn't win kind of thing. And I remember distinctly him being like, oh, you can land rush attacks. That's impressive. And it was, it was a fun time. And That is the same kind of feeling that you get from watching something that is well-researched about being in a specific world of stuff. And so much anime that wants to immerse you in stuff does an okay job at that, but doesn't do an amazing job at it. Um... uh a show, um, I forget what the what the actual title is, but the subtitle is Sport Climbing Girls. It's about rock. It's about competitive rock climbing, which is wild and going to be an Olympic event in the next Olympics. Um, the one coming up in 2021, because it was canceled in the 2020s because 2020 sucks. Um, I didn't keep up with that show, but they were starting to get there. But when I look at everything I've seen from that show and the one episode I've seen from something like Skate, in Skate the Infinity, you can see the difference in the talent of the studio to do that thing. To to do that thing of immersing you in that environment. And some studios excel in doing that with a fantasy sport, with like a totally fantasy sport, like something like Beyblades or like Yu-Gi-Oh. But the 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 key to doing it realistically and really getting you pulled in to a fantasy community with the main character is oftentimes not to do that not to make it an exclusive thing. So in um you in both Yu-Gi-Oh and Beyblade it's like everything somehow comes down to a card battle in Yu-Gi-Oh! Or everything comes down to a Beyblade match somehow. Like, you, we're going to stop the nuclear annihilation of the world with a Beyblade match. And it's just... It, it's hard to watch that stuff and keep the faith because you have to be so straight-faced. Or you need to do something like... um. Zoid's chaotic century, is what I would say, where the thing in question is so radically, like, mind-blowing, like, wait, you mean there are giant robot animals that live in the wild? Of course our entire society revolves around them, that makes so much sense. Um, That it would be naturally unescapable it can't be like okay this children's card game is going to determine the fate of the world like you can't do that and so much of what bones did with ereca 7 were like there was a world outside of ref boarding but ref boarding was also its own little community and world and there were like there was a the government was utilizing ref board to murder people um that it it felt real because that world still had other stuff in it and the thing the kind of amazing thing about skate is like people have fucking day jobs in that show already That's just the dude who's like one of who's going to be one of the, like, probably main characters, but also is, like, clearly one of the big bads in that show, who's just, like, he runs a calligraphy class shop. He runs, like, a sign, like, a traditional Japanese sign maker scenario shop, and he just has a day job. And that's the real, that's, like, that stuff doesn't seem necessary. But it is necessary because, like I said earlier, if you are doing your big, weird, like, pull me into this activity thing, and the world is only about that activity, it gets fucking ridiculous. That's how you get to playing a children's card game on high-speed motorcycles throughout a city. Like, that's just, that's fucking, that, at that point, you're just, you're just like, hey, what if we just loaded this table with Coke and just slammed our face into it? And it's, like, it's, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because I found it impressive in the way that you find skill impressive, that Bones... Very clearly with like, yeah, of course we're going to make a fucking very informed, very, like, seeped in the history of skateboarding fucking, cr- seeped in the history of skateboarding and cross, and cross-contamination between skateboarding, surfing, and snowboarding friggin' universe, and of course we're going to make our opening to this show a, like, hastily shot, but highly, but weirdly high production value fucking... Skate tape. (laughs) And it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's wild how much of skating culture and how much of the look and feel and everything through research and through probably going at some point to like, great skate shops or, like, looking them up or calling up skate magazines and doing weird side interviews. They clearly did for this because... You can't imitate... You can only imitate this kind of knowledge if you have that... If you... You can only imitate this kind of stuff if you have the knowledge to do it. One of the reasons why... Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is so is still so like incredible of a franchise, even though it's had some real misses. And while Tony Hawk Pro the reboot, the um remake was so like transcendent for so many people my age, it's because everybody my age at some point wanted to fucking skateboard. Everybody my age at some point played that goddamn game. Superman is like on loop somewhere in the back of our brains just permanently. Um, and it, it has those games so perfectly captured the feeling of skateboarding and more than that, the attitude of skateboarding and the attitude of those people, of the people who did that shit, including Tony Hawk and Bam Margeras and like Bob Burquist and all of these people that it rang true instead of something like you watch Beyblade, and Beyblade doesn't ring true because these kids are not unique. Everybody has a little plastic dick that they shoot into a bowl and hope they win. And... It, It's just a phenomenal demonstration of, like, the harnessing of not just the knowledge of a thing, but the, um, the attitude, the real attitude of a thing that's impressive. Like, you, you watch, um, if you watch a... a the, the best parts of, um, my, my, often the best parts of Kuroko's basketball are the openings. Because the openings feel like they feel like they're ripped from like the basketball gods. Like you feel like you're watching clips of like the '95 Bulls fucking going for it, and that at its best, that's what that show should invoke. But at its worst, it's like the dude who carries a Tanuki statue because that's his lucky animal, um, or like this weird aside to Nordic gods that they have in this one in the one Jojo's esque character. Um, and it's just the There's a difference in adapting something into something that's like supposed to be purely for hype's sake and adapting something to like leverage the attitude of that thing. And I think that uh, Bones, as a studio, really excels in the second part. And that's why, no matter your feelings on um, Eureka 7, if you look at it, and you look at it as a anime about surfing, which, hilariously enough, is an anime about surfing that I have to go watch, but I saw a clip, and I was like, oh! This already seems odd. Um, a Reckon Seven is just a homage to. We think surfing is fucking cool. We think surf culture is badass on some level, and it feels like um, Skate the Infinity is going to be that. But way more, but being way more direct. Like if you didn't get that we thought the fucking X Games are the best, fuck you. Here it is. And I just I that like warms my heart that they that they managed to do the same thing they did with surfing, but in a more direct way for skateboarding. And I just, I thought it was really interesting that the same studio that did it before did it again. But, based on but done in a way where it's very clearly not that they're talented at this because they clearly are, but that they have developed that ability to like harness the attitude of a of a thing and put it forth into the world as a skill. I think that should be commended. In a, in a creative studio. Because that's really hard to do. But especially, but even harder when you are doing it at the same time. You're like, hey, um, we're also going to make a Cowboy Bebop movie. And that's really what Bones does. is It's done all kinds of things. But it's really interesting that when they came back to something. Where they had to do something like they did in a, on a previous show, they could so instantly do it without question in a way that is so instantly recognizable as being a strategy they can employ. And that's a really... If you if you don't realize that's a huge talent, that, that's a huge skill that should be admired, now you should. <laughs> On that note... If you like this episode, um, you can subscribe to me and whatever you're using to listen to me right now. New episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. The Sunday episodes are more metatextual, although this one brushed right up against the line. Sorry about that. And the Saturday episodes are more talking about specific shows, talking about specific movies, my sauce on them, blah, 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 blah. So until next Saturday, until next Thursday, I've been Alex, you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, and I'll talk to you then.